I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with your card out. I said we were going to do Mega Man X, and we're going to do Mega Man X, damn it. It is, and we're going to basically do almost everything from Mega Man X, because this soundtrack is absolutely one of my favorites. If I talked about it, uh, not enough for you, in uh, the game club we just posted up a little while ago with Nadia Oxford and David Oxford, we're going to get into the soundtrack pretty heavily here. Now, again, this is mostly the same format we've been doing, where I talk a little bit about what I like about a track, and then we move on, because, yeah. But there's uh, 30-something tracks we're going to be covering today, so... Might be even a little bit uh, truncated from that, even. Maybe not. We'll see. Because I've not got a lot to say about Mega Man X. But yeah, I, I appreciate the hell out of Mega Man X. It is one of my absolute favorite soundtracks and one of my absolute favorite video games. The just There's nothing about the presentation of this game that I don't enjoy. It is just a fantastic game and easily my favorite game that we have covered for the uh, more recent iterations of the game club, including beating out the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the game a little bit here as far as the... Uh, as far as the composers go. Now, if you want to go into really uh, deep detail about that, go check out the Game Club. I went into really deep detail about what the composers did prior to and after this game. Some of the reasons why Mega Man X2 sounds the way it does, or the reason Mega Man X2 sounds the way it does compared to the more rocking version of Mega Man X, and why Mega Man X kind of sounds the way it does, as far as a little bit more like on the rock side of things. So yeah. Anyway, the composers for Mega Man X are Setsuo Yamamoto, Makoto Tomozawa, Yuri Iwai, Yuko Takahara, Toshihiko Horiyama. So, yeah, five different composers. Um, one composer actually only um, did uh, one track there. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of not silly, but almost kind of silly when you get right down to it. So, yeah, I mean, Toriyama, or Horiyama, Toshi uh, Toshihiko Horiyama is the person who only did one track, and that was uh, the password theme. So, yeah, it's I want to say kind of silly, but kind of silly. Actually, you know what? Uh, now that I think about it, uh, Yuki Iwai did one theme, and that was Chill Penguin's theme. So, yeah, a couple of these composers, you know, only lent a little bit, but um, Setsuo Yamamoto seems to have done the most work out of everything here. But, um, you know, composing... Uh, let me see. Let me pull up what they did. Here, we'll just uh, go over the, go over some of the highlights, and that is Zero's theme, the Flame Mammoth stage, all of the Sigma stages, Sigma's fight music... So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty successful uh, catalog there, just uh, based on that, and did most of the rest of the music for, uh, for Mega Man X. So, anyway, why don't we go ahead and let's start off with the title theme. The first thing you're going to hear outside of the brrrr, the booting up sound of Mega Man X, which, yeah, is pretty cool. Anyway, here's the title theme. <laughs> Thank you. 
if that doesn't get you pumped up to play, I don't know what is wrong with you because yeah, I can't really help you with that. So like, this is one of those tracks that I just leave running every single time because it's just really cool. And then, um, as I mentioned on the podcast or the uh, game club podcast, the way you actually start the game is not just pressing start. You press start and then X shoots game start. It's like, oh wow, that's, that's, that is letting you know that some shit is going on here with this. So yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to one of my favorite tracks from this, and that is the opening stage theme. It is nearly perfect from start to finish, but we'll talk about that later. I love the heavy electric driving guitar there. And, you know, I even kind of love the thing. I think it's supposed to be the facsimile of a bass guitar there. Even though some of the instrumentation might be a little bit weaker at times in this thing, like you kind of hear it and you're like, oh, it could sound better maybe, I guess, if you used like a real electric guitar. The thing is, is I have such an affinity for this version, like the original version of this game soundtrack, that hearing it not played through the Super NES sound chip is like a little off-putting at times. Like, it doesn't matter how good it is. I, I, I hear it, and I'm like, it's good, but it's just not quite the same thing. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on, we're going to listen to the two Vava, or v, her, v, Vile themes. Yeah, I keep forgetting. It's Vava in Japanese and Vile. So, I'm looking at the, because uh, I have the uh, Capcom uh, Music Generation soundtrack, which I think is like 1 through 8 of Mega Man X, and the titles are all the Japanese versions of it when I pull up the file, so I might occasionally slip here and say Vava instead of Vile, but yeah, anyway, here's the Vile, um, the two Vile themes back-to-back.
the first half of that is just Vile basically like kind of talking shit to you, being like, oh, calling you a scrap heap and everything. And then the second part is when Vile attacks and uh, just kind of does kick your ass straight up because, yeah, that's just one of those boss fights that you can't win. And I can't tell you how many times I tried thinking I, I was just doing something wrong. Like, oh, no, surely I can beat him. And alas, you cannot. Now, of course, after uh, Vile uh, kicks your ass and picks you up and is about to crush you uh, like, uh, like a bug, uh, a certain theme comes on, and that's what we're playing next. So just before Vile crushes you like a bug with his, uh, you know, gigantic, like, robot thing that he's in, which is weird, robot, in a robot, right? It's, anyway, before he decides to crush you like a bug, this, uh, you know, heavy slam and electric guitar kicks in, and Zero comes in and just saves your ass. Again, I've heard people kind of complain that, like, oh, if the electric guitar was, like, a real electric guitar, this would kick even more ass, but there's such something just very appealing about the Super Nintendo version that it can't quite do it right but uh it is just so goddamn good so anyway right after zero saves your ass uh they have uh, zero and x have a little heart to heart and here's the theme all that's playing So while you and Zero are having a little heart-to-heart, -heart, um, he basically tells you, like, hey, go on, uh, get out of here, go go fight these other Mavericks, and you know, maybe get stronger or something like that. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's almost like he knows something buried deep in the recesses of his memory, somehow. I don't know, yeah. But yeah, that's just a nice uh, kind of, like, forlorn, uh, melodramatic, uh, like, anime kind of piece there, and I'm uh, kind of dig it, so yeah. Anyway, after that, you uh, head on over to uh, the stage select theme, but before that, or the stage select screen, but before that you get a password, and here's the little theme with the little uh, Mets uh, popping up with their little helmets. It's super cute, and the password theme's just uh, pretty catchy all in all, so here it is.
really for a password theme, you don't really need too much. And I think this thing does its job pretty well. It's catchy, but you know, it doesn't really do too much because you don't tend to linger on the screen for too long. It's just a nice little piece of music, and I always get the little image of the little mets like popping up their heads out of their helmets, and it's pretty cute. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on to the stage select theme, which is the next thing you will see after the password theme or the password screen. And here, the password theme. Yeah. So, anyway, here is the stage select theme. too crazy but there's a little bit of an intimidation factor to this one especially if you haven't played this game before uh, my two co-hosts on the game club john and vanessa both hadn't really played Mega Man X before and uh, you know nadia and david and i were both like what <laughs> a little little confounded at that but it was pretty cool caring about how much they enjoyed this game from a very fresh perspective whereas nadia david and i um they know it better than i do but yeah i've beaten this game like 20 something times at this point in my life i i adore this game it's it's one of my uh, comfort food games, and, you know, between that and the link to the past, it's like one of those things I just need a quick pick-me-up, and Mega Man X is the thing I go to. So, anyway, uh, what we're going to do now is listen to the boss themes in the order that I normally tackle them. So, first up is Chill Penguin's theme. But actually, before I do that, we're going to put in the um, stage start theme. So, we'll do stage start right into Chill Penguin, basically, because stage start's kind of uh, very short and abbreviated. So, we're just going to throw that in there right along with Chill Penguin. <laughs>
Alright, so stage start theme, pretty cool. Just, you know, just get you pumped up for that quick little thing, even kind of, yeah. Nothing really to it, I suppose I don't really think I need to mention it, right? I think we all know what that kind of is going for, the vibe it's going for, and it does it rather well. Um, the Chill Penguin stage, on the other hand, I'm not really sure what it's going for, because it doesn't really do that cold uh, feel very well. Actually, I think the version in Maverick Hunter X may have done that better if that's what it was going for but you know again just another great piece of music in the soundtrack it just got such a like nice like kind of chill vibe to it but also has a like a really like kind of a serious tone to it at the same time it's like i said the the composers for the soundtrack just really knocked it out of the park and i i have so little like with anything with the soundtrack that i'm like oh that was just okay like most of these tracks are just absolute like knock it out of the ballpark type stuff like you can normally put this type of music or like one of these tracks in a video game and that will be the standout track from a video game when you have this many good tracks in a video game it's just like you kind of have to cover the whole soundtrack so yeah anyway moving on the next one we're gonna listen to is absolutely one of my favorites and one of my favorite pieces of video game music period and it's probably tied for first with uh, one other but anyway uh the next one we're gonna be listening to is spark mandrills theme electric driving guitar throughout this whole thing it's got a like really like heavy kind of feel to it and then it also like kind of makes me think of like guys in the 80s with uh you know like sweatbands and hair bands sitting there like playing guitar next to each other on stage or whatever just yeah
despite having like a really good like electric guitar riff in it, I feel like this one's kind of the oddball out with the soundtrack sometimes. It sometimes just doesn't feel like the rest of it. Thing that a lot of these tracks do so well is just having like a driving like lead kind of just making it go forward. Even the kind of the oddball sounds of this, it still just is so damn catchy. I Again, I normally play video games with, um, with like, a, especially if it's like one I know pretty well. I'll just play it with like headphones on, listening to a podcast or something. But Mega Man X is one of those that like is just always, always I gotta listen to the music because the music is just so fantastic. And again, maybe my least favorite boss theme or you know stage theme, and it's still really good and it's still making it on here. So yeah. Anyway, moving on from Armored Armadillo, we're gonna head on over and fight Launch Octopus. This is another one that's like very of its time. It has a, that little sort of like, I don't want to say like nine, like early 90s, like electronic kind of maybe like R&B uh, sort of thing as, as far as the percussion goes. Even for giving that weird little um, bit of sound that it does. I still really like this one and it's really catchy and still really has great like driving rhythm to it. This whole soundtrack again, start to finish, is just amazing. So, yeah. All right, moving on from Launch Octopus, we're going to head over to Boomer Kuanger. Uh, if you're curious, Boomer Kuanger is actually like a beetle. That's what he's supposed to be. So, yeah. Anyway, here it is Boomer Kuanger. <laughs> Thank you. 
think the thing that works so well for Boomer Quanger's uh, stage theme is just there's there's a lot of like upscaling and the tempo of it. It matches very well with the uh, like vertical traversal of Boomer Quanger's stage that you don't really get in a lot of the other stages in the game. Yeah, again, just fantastic piece of design as far as the sound goes. And oh boy, I, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like I can every single break come in here and say, yeah, what a fantastic soundtrack. But it just almost feels like I should be. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, moving on from Boomer Quanger Sting, we're going to move on to Sting Camellia now. there's any track in particular in the soundtrack that I feel doesn't really mesh with what's going on in the game, I think it's this one. It's such a strange, like, driving track to a wooded area, which you don't really expect that. It kind of blends in pretty well when you're fighting the, um, like, the mini-boss to get the, um, get the armor, or, you know, you're kind of dashing through the area where the rocks are falling and everything, but, yeah, for the most part, it's like, oh, okay, this is, um, this is a little heavy rocking for, uh, for something that you're fighting in the woods. It's just, I don't know, but all in all, you know, still great. It's, again, there's not a clunker in the bunch in this thing, so, yeah. Anyway, moving on, we're going to listen to, uh, speaking of not a clunker, is one of the uh, one of the best, and that is Storm Eagle's theme. <laughs> I mean, just from the start, this thing hits you with like that heavy electric driving guitar. And I know I've been talking about driving guitars throughout this whole thing, basically, but that's there's a lot of that driving rhythm to this kind of keep propelling you forward through the game. 
This is absolutely one of my favorites. Like I said, it goes any day of the week and go between this and Spark Mandrill's theme that I'm just like, yep, yep, this is uh, some of the best video game music ever made. And this is one of my favorites. But which one is my favorite again is uh, just a toss up literally between those two. So yeah, moving on from Storm Eagle, we're going to go ahead and move on to Flame Mammoth, who I had to think about a second because I just have the Japanese name in front of me and I was like, shit, what is its name? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, here's Flame Mammoth. Another nice, just driving guitar feel there. God, this, this soundtrack is just something else, so yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and now we're going to listen to the uh, two parts of a boss thing. Basically, the sound or the music that plays when the boss comes into the room and then when the actual boss fight occurs.
lot of good slap bass in both of those. I kind of hate the term slap bass or just slap just because uh, when people say it slaps in my, ugh, God, just makes me kind of cringe up a little bit but yeah anyway yeah just really good stuff and then that uh kind of like a little electric guitar thing that comes into the boss theme because throughout the uh like boss fight portion of that it kind of feels at times like i don't want to say oppressive but like kind of scary like it's really supposed to intimidate you now granted when you've kind of gotten good at this game it's like oh jesus this is ridiculously easy and i'm not really even scared but just having that little bit of like the guitar break in there to kind of kick in like okay yeah no you've got this just keep just keep hammering at this guy you're good you're good i just i really kind of appreciate that so yeah anyway uh the whole reason we're doing uh well i would ever go to chill penguin stage first is to get the uh leg um like the dash upgrade basically so here's the music that plays when you meet dr light in a capsule <laughs> One of the most effective tracks in this game, I feel like, it really sets a good mood because when you first come up to Dr. Light, his first words to you are, so, you've come. And it is because Dr. Light was hoping for something better for you than fighting. And he gave you, or he's got all of these, you know, almost a ridiculous amount of uh, upgrades at this point, but, um, um, you know, at this point in the series, but he stashed these capsules basically for you to become so powerful that you can basically combat whatever you need to combat. And yeah, but just the kind of, like morose feeling of that hologram of Dr. Light coming up and like, ah, I was hoping you didn't have to do this, but I guess it's your destiny. So yeah, here we go. Anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. And after you fight a boss and get their weapon, this is the theme that plays for that. But I feel like I would be remiss if we didn't actually plug in the uh, my stage clear theme too. So before, you know, once you beat the boss, if, if, I can't believe I actually skipped this one entirely. It just boggles my mind sometimes what an idiot I am. Anyway, so yeah, so we'll do the stage clear theme and right into the get a weapon theme. Not a whole hell of a lot to it, but some good use of slap bass and everything there. So, yeah, um, I presume that's what it is, a slap bass, because, yeah, it just kind of sounds like it. So, yeah, I'm not very good at the slap bass picking out things because it's just, I don't know. Like I said, just that term, as soon as I hear slap bass, my brain kind of shuts off for a minute. So it's just like, but yeah. And of course, that stage clear theme is just, you know, really good, like fanfare music. I nothing really else to say about it. It just really kind of fits in really well. Anyway, uh, once you've defeated all the eight Maverick Hunters, you are then tasked with uh, going on in Assaulting uh, Sigma's base. And the theme changes, uh, the stage life theme changes quite a bit. And, um, well, here it is.
I definitely get a little bit of like a military sort of parade of sorts to that with just yeah it just has that feel of yeah things are kind of fucked up here it's almost like a dystopian kind of feel and when you're attacking Sigma's base yeah you're kind of like oh okay things could go really wrong if Sigma wins so yeah anyway moving on um here is another one of my absolute favorites and I think this is one of Nadia's favorites too and that is the Sigma stage one theme This one is like equal parts like rueful and then also like and like driving still. There's still a lot of energy to it, but it really fits the uh, fits the mood for what happens in the first stage of Sigma's uh, Sigma's fortress, and that is uh, Zero dies. He sacrifices himself to save you, basically, which seems kind of silly, but hey, do what you've got to do, I guess. So yeah. Anyway, here is the second Sigma stage.
this is something else I think that works pretty well emotionally. There's a lot of stuff in uh, Mega Man X that I think kind of does that pretty well. The whole thing with this is after Zero's sacrificed himself, you have to keep going. And there's a lot of like, you know, kind of like sadness to this thing, but still it's like a driving track. And it just sort of gives you that little bit of a bump that you need to kind of keep going forward. And I appreciate the hell out of that. So anyway, moving on, let's go ahead and let's listen to the stage three theme of Sigma's Fortress. I think this one works because it makes it feel like you've gotten so deep into this hole now of Sigma's Fortress that there's no coming back. It really feels oppressive at times and kind of gives you the feel that like, oh, I am in for some shit now, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, um, here is stage four, which is incredibly short for a um, reason, but we'll talk about once we get to it. So the whole reason this thing is so short is because Sigma's fourth stage is literally you just climbing up a, um, a shaft, basically, to go confront him in his room. So, yeah, it's uh, there's not really a whole lot to it. It's a good place to recover. You um, you use the, um, what is it, the uh, armored armadillos uh, thing, like, powered up completely and just let those bugs kind of fall into you. You can fill up all your uh, weapons again. You can fill up all your sub tanks and fill up any lives if you need them. It's it's a good place to go without having to go back to Armor Armadillo's stage itself and um, hitting those bats, basically, for uh, fill up. So, yeah. Anyway, um, once you defeat Sigma's dog, which is just the normal boss music, here is the first 
thing with Sigma's uh, fight because it's something else. talked about this in the Maverick Hunter X episode way back when, but, like, I love this thing because it just has that, like, crazy, frantic, um, like, electric guitar-sounding thing. Just It's really just in, like, it sets a good mode for what's effectively a fairly boring boss fight. Um, when Sigma first attacks you, he's basically got a lightsaber, and he swings it, as uh, David Oxford had put in the game club, so hard that a wave pops out of it. It's just like, oh, shit, he's gonna fuck me up. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty good stuff. And uh, once you beat him there, there is a little uh, transitionary thing and to, or for when you get to see Sigma's final form for this game. So I'll go ahead and play that. And following that will be the Sigma's boss fight, like the second part of that, which is the final form for Sigma. So anyway, here are those two back to back. The thing I appreciate this track about the most is when I hear it, it makes me think of the Sigma like final fight there. It is very oppressive. It's kind of slow, especially compared to the rest of the soundtrack, even compared to the first Sigma fight. And the reason being for that is you have to kind of take your time, be careful, 
and just plot your movements very well in this because Sigma can really do some serious damage to you, even with the rolling shield, which is his weakness, which, yeah, if you haven't figured that out, that's amazing that if you've managed to beat this. It took, I managed to do it when I was a kid and up until my, like, eh, like teens, and then found out on, like, a game of FAQs board, basically, like, oh, the rolling shield is the thing that does it. I just thought there wasn't a weakness for Sigma because I thought, how in the hell could the rolling shield be useful in an actual fight? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this is, uh, this is the... Uh, this is where it all comes in handy. So, yeah. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on, and we're going to listen to the ending theme, the cast roll, and then the staff roll. Not all back-to-back, -back, mind you, but, you know, here it is. We've talked about how much I love these uh, victory but at what cost sort of things and this one kind of fits into that pretty well because you lost your best friend Zero and there's still shit to be done. Just because Sigma's dead doesn't mean that, well, sort of dead, the Mavericks aren't down quite yet so you've uh, you've still got a fight ahead of you. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to the Castrol. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Castrol, there is something I got to do here that I, I didn't get a chance to do in the middle of the show that I normally do, and that is talk about the Patreon that I have set up. So you go to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk, and over there you can kick in a dollar, and you will get a thank you from me in a written form, an email form of sorts, from or, you know, on the Patreon thing or whatever. If you donate $3 a month, you will get bonus episodes of Rocket With Your Card Out, one that I just posted before this one. That is um, eh, about an hour and 40 minutes, but uh, basically it is me going back in time and looking at the games that released in that that half of the month in five-year increments. So for this episode, it was and has been for the last, you know, like five or six of these I've done now. But it's, you know, the late last, let me rephrase that. For this one, it is the last half of July for 1986, 1991, 1996, 2001, 2006, 2011, and 2016. So the two episodes kind of prior to this one were like, eh, two hours and then three hours. And then this one I've toned down to an hour 40 because three hours is a little ridiculous for a bonus episode of a podcast, I think. So yeah, but you'll get the bonus episodes of that. You will get all of the podcasts I do, including this one at a higher quality audio rate in a catch-all feed 
as well as bonus segments on Multimedia Failure. And for $5 a month, you also get a shout-out on all the shows we do. And so for that, I've got a shout-out to Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and Nathan Cooper for keeping the lights on, keeping my sanity, and making uh, me able to justify spending all this time I do on all these damn podcasts. It uh, means a lot to me. And yeah, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the cast roll, because that's sort of what I did was just the cast roll right there. So here's the cast roll for McMinix. Real victory is the friends we met along the way, or blew up, because um, basically everybody bet X blows up into the game. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, not a, not a whole lot to say about it. It's just kind of a kind of a melancholy sort of rueful thing, but also at the same time a little uplifting. You know, it's like I said, it's it kind of vibes in with that whole victory bet at what cost sort of thing. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Here is the staff roll theme. <laughs>
I love how just completely out of fucking place this thing is. It's just like, what is this? A ping, bang, it's like, okay, that's a that's a strange choice for uh, for this game. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that'll actually wrap up everything we're going to cover today on uh, Mega Man X. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this because I enjoyed spending all the time I did researching for the game club, recording the game club, editing the game club, doing the opening bit for the game club, and now doing an episode of Rocket with your card out about Mega Man X. It has been a Mega Man X week here over at my place, I guess, because it just has been me living with Mega Man X for quite a while. And I, uh, I kind of love it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I get to do something else that I love as much as I like these games and these soundtracks. And yeah, I'm going to try to start doing a little bit more synergy stuff with uh, some of the other podcasts if I can, if it works, because uh, sometimes, you know, some of the movies we cover might have a good soundtrack and then some of the uh, games attached to them might not have a you know what i mean like it's just sort of one of those things of like it's got to work one way or the other like if the game we cover for the game club has a good soundtrack i might do it for rocket with your card out too if the movie that we cover has a or the game that has the game that the movie is based on that we cover on multimedia failure has a good soundtrack i might go back and cover the soundtrack for multimedia or for rocket with your card out well kind of see but yeah anyway so yeah uh do do all that listen to that stuff and hopefully i can do some more kind of like synergistic stuff like that because they kind of enjoy doing this stuff yeah you know my head's in a certain place when i do this so it's kind of like oh okay i'll kind of just piggyback off that and while i'm thinking about this stuff in that way i should maybe start doing that So as I mentioned uh, the previous break or two breaks ago, um, there is a Patreon that you can go to. If you just go click into the show notes, the Patreon link is in there and you can just check it out there. So I saved you all the effort. Same thing with all the social media links. All the social media links are in the show notes as well as the track list for this. If you have not purchased the Mega Man X soundtrack, I highly advise you do um, or just download it. I, 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 you know, if you can buy it, I'd appreciate you buying it or stream it on Spotify. I'm sure you can stream it on Spotify. But this is absolutely like one of the pinnacle things of video game music. It is just fantastic. I think if it came down to like keeping three soundtracks as sort of like, hey, this is what video game music can be. I would go like Final Fantasy VI um, or maybe even Secret of Mana. I don't know. God, it'd be hard. But um, well, let's say um, oh, wait, let's say Mega Man X, uh, Final Fantasy VI and Secret of Mana boy that's a tough one i don't know i don't think i could do that i really don't think i could do that because those are like my favorite three video game soundtracks so it's kind of a little little tough so yeah anyway uh that'll wrap up this episode of where i got with the card i'm not going to sit here deliberate the, the stuff in my brain out loud to you guys because that's not what you're here for so yeah anyway thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time great i knew that groove was in your heart